some people, when they have stardom very young, right, they're like, I'm over that name, I'm over that title. Are you still cool with people saying, you're Noah Ritter, the apparently kid, or does it drive you nuts? Definitely, because I, I got to be thankful for it, because that's, that's the entire reason why I'm here right now doing this podcast, is because I, I, I kind of embraced it a little bit. Hey, friends. Hey, friends. It's the Ryan Lecky Show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Ryan Lecky Show. Did you listen to today's show open? We gave you a little teaser there, a little sneak peek of today's guest who made national headlines many years ago, and people have not forgotten his voice, his name, or the face. The one and only with us today, the apparently kid, Noah Ritter, hanging out with us on the podcast couch. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Ryan. You're doing great? Listen, it has been about seven or eight years since I have seen you and Grandpa Jack, who's also going to be joining us later on the podcast. But you are known all over America as what? The apparently kid. All right, so let's dive into this. I mean, how has life been going? Because we're going to kind of back into your story. How old are you now? I'm 14 now. 14 years old. And tell me the moment, the event that changed your life and how old you were. For people who are unfamiliar with the story of the apparently kid, give it to us. So me, my grandma, and my grandpa, we decided to go to the Wayne County Fair because we'd usually gone every year. And one day as we're getting off the teacups, my grandpa saw a news anchor I forget what her name was, but she worked for Channel 16. Sophia Ojeda from WNEP. There we go. Yeah. So we saw her, and my grandpa decided, or I decided to go over and talk as she was interviewing uh, kids. So I went over, and I and I just did what I did, because I, 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 I can talk people's ears off all day. I went over there. I grabbed the mic. I started blabbering about whatever I was blabbering about, and it was great. And then it led to... And it led to you showing up at 4 a.m. to interview me. Yeah, literally, I have to say, though, you did the interview with Sophia at the Wayne County Fair. You stole her microphone, and we have the sound that went viral. This is it. What goes through your head when you hear that? Because how old were you when you stole the mic from Sophia, the WNEP reporter at the time? I was like, I was five or six at the time, and whenever I, whenever I hear that video now, I look back on it, it's like a... Pretty funny, pretty pretty random memory. And I think what's so impressive about that, you grabbed the mic from her. They heard the story in the news, right? People thought it, it was it was cool, right? And then I remember being at WNEP at the time, and a bunch of us were talking. We're like, we should put this guy on YouTube, right? That's the time like YouTube was really starting to be so popular, especially for news outlets, right? Share content there. You literally went viral. I think it was overnight. Mm -hmm. Like, it ended up being like more than a million, some millions of hits, right? What was that like for you? And, and and walk me through that. At the time, when you're five or six, did you did you know what was going on? Like, it was insane. I I think I knew I was going on like a little bit because I remember, uh, I remember my grandma, and my grandpa calling me into the living room later that night, and I got to see myself on TV. I thought that was hilarious. And then, I think my grandpa showed it to me on YouTube like an hour later, and it had like over like a million views. And it literally just kept snowballing. It just, it just kept going and going. So here you are, five or six years old. Your life basically almost starts to change overnight, right? I remember talking to your grandfather, Jack, because then we did a follow-up story with you guys when I worked at WNEP. 
talking to you about. Look at this overnight sensation, right? This guy goes viral, this awesome kid who was interviewed at the Wayne County Fair. But then all of a sudden, this, the calls started coming in. It was all these different outlets. And I remember your grandfather saying, like, the Ellen Show might call. And we're going to kind of have him, Grandpa Jack, address kind of like how this all took off. But tell me from that interview some of the amazing, cool stuff you got to do. Because the biggest thing people remember you from was the Ellen Show. Describe that. I mean, you're five or six. Is it, can you remember some of those moments? I, I remember I remember mostly a lot of them. I remember that was my first time ever being on a plane and my first time ever leaving, uh, like, leaving the state. Mm-hmm. More than, like, going to, like, New Jersey or New York or, like, North Carolina. Like, going, like, cross-country, I remember that. And I remember seeing all of, like, the billboards and all, like, the palm trees in Hollywood and everything else, all the movies. I remember seeing, like, a ton of stuff. And I remember being right next to Universal Studios at the Hilton Hotel, and it was it was probably the greatest thing I've ever experienced. Did you realize, Noah, at the time, when you were around five or six, how big of a deal it was for you to be brought to the Ellen Show and be in this huge national spotlight? Kind of. I kind of realized it because I was like, I realized it when I seen the amount of people in the audience because Ellen always had like a live audience with her and they were always cheering whenever I'd walk up on stage. And I I think I realized it more then than I did when I first saw the like the video clip on YouTube. And we're going to come back a little bit more how your life and sort of your career, right, evolved after appearing on The Ellen Show. But when we think back, when you actually got your first interview with Ellen, were you nervous? I mean, you were five or six, or you're like, this is totally cool, I got it. I I was a little nervous, but I didn't really have, like, I I, kind of had nerves of steel when I was a little kid. Because I, I, I could go up and talk to anyone and just talk to them for, like, 25, 30 minutes on end about whatever I thought of in my head after the, after the last sentence. And where does that come from? The strength or just the fearlessness to just do your thing and not worry about what people care about? I don't, I don't know where it came from. It just, popped in, it just popped into me one day. And you just did it. Just rolled with it. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's unpack this a bit. You go to The Ellen Show because the reason they initially brought you there, you went viral on YouTube, right? And everybody's buzzing about the apparently kid. And, of course, this sound effect... that you can't get out of your head after you hear it. So she brings you to the show to initially talk to you about it. But then all of a sudden, it seems like you guys click. She thinks you're awesome, probably adorable as a kid at the time, right? Because you're five or six. And she's like, this guy's a riot. You almost get hired then to do gigs on The Ellen Show. Talk to me about like kind of the job you got out of that first interview. I was there every, maybe every like two months, I'd, I'd show up and I'd talk for a little bit of my life. I even got to host my own like little sideshow where I got to interview uh, Bill Clinton, Sofia Vergara, and Jim Carrey. And those are probably the best things I've ever done. How cool was that for you at five or six? It was awesome because I got to talk to a president. I got to talk to a famous actress and I got to like one of the funniest comedians. Now, were these gigs, were you paid to be on the Ellen show or they just took care of all your expenses? I was paid. Mm-hmm. All right. You Did you have an agent at the time? Or like, how did you negotiate all this stuff? Yeah, Grandpa Jack. He was my agent. Grandpa Jack was your agent. And don't forget, Grandpa Jack, who went with you to all these appearances, and he appeared on The Ellen Show when you were there. We're going to talk to him in a moment. But describe for me, I mean, when you look back, 
what happened to your life, I guess, even after you left the Ellen Show after your first appearance? Were you this rock star in school? Would this have been like, I don't know, elementary, middle school? Like, what happened to you after you appeared on the Ellen Show? Mm-hmm. I was in elementary school. A lot a lot of the kids loved it. The teachers, they hated it because I was missing class for maybe like a month or a week at a time. And I'd always have like, they'd always be handing me like folders of work the day after I got back. How were your grades when all this was going on? They're they're pretty good. I I could say I was a decently star student. Okay. And you go to school just outside of where? Pottstown, Philadelphia area? Yeah, Pottsgrove. Okay, got it. So describe for me, though, you, you got to start missing school. When did things really pick up with Ellen? So you're on the show. You start doing a couple gigs. She gives you this side job, right? But then didn't things evolve from that, and you ended up being on a TV show called The Toy Box? Yeah, I think that was in, like, 20... 15 or 2016 they came out with this new show called the toy box and they wanted me to be on it with a bunch of other kids so i thought i might try out for that i did the auditions and then it went to the first season in new york and it was awesome and what was the premise of the show the toy box you were on uh the toy box it was like shark tank but what they would do it was with toys so different toy adventures from around the like united states they would come on and they would like show off the toy and then the judges they would enter they would like play with it and see how it goes and then they would vote for it for them to like advance further on in the show and then whoever won whoever won the show got their to- got their toys sold in like Toys R Us's and how cool was that experience was that i mean you f- i feel like you were so natural in front of the camera but was that a, a little different element for you kind of giving feedback on on toys and having to kind of shoot stuff down <laughs> and didn't fly mm-hmm. it was awesome I, I just basically got to sit in fancy clothes and play with toys all day and then I got to then I got to talk trash about people's ideas <laughs> I love it I think what's so amazing is just how mature it seems I mean it, it seems like you had to grow up really quick even after your appearance on the Ellis show right because then all of a sudden you're working on the toy box Tell me about that. Did you ever have any coaching or lessons or or guidance from pros in the industry that they're like, Noah, this is how you approach it? No, I didn't. Everything was just off the top of my head or whatever I thought of the day before. It was all. It just all came off natural. You just did your thing. Mm-hmm. Take me back when we talked about you maybe missing school here and there to appear on all these shows, right? And the kids thought it was the coolest. When you were walking through the halls or even being in a family outings or maybe you're big in the football, right? Where people like, Noah, can I get a picture with you? Almost every day. I remember whenever me and grandpa would go to the movies, we'd always get spotted by somebody. What like, was that like? What did that feel like? And what would people say to you? It was awesome. Like they'd see me from like across the street or something like that. Or they'd see me at like the fair or like in the movie lobby and they'd be like, oh my God, you're the apparently kid. Can I get a picture with you? You're so cool. And they still recognize me, like, to this day. And how does that feel now? Because some people, when they have stardom very young, right, they're like, I'm over that name, I'm over that title. Are you still cool with people saying, you're Noah Ritter, the apparently kid, or does it drive you nuts? Definitely, because I got to be thankful for it, because that's that's the entire reason why I'm here right now doing this podcast, is because I kind of embraced it a little bit. How long did you work for The Ellen Show? And at what point did they kind of cut ties with you? Was it when she was getting ready to end the whole show? Or tell me about that. Like, how long were you with her? And then when did things kind of take a beat, take a pause? I was with her for maybe a good, like, five, eight years, something like that. And then right when she was about to end the show, that's when they stopped, like, calling and asking if I could come out. Describe your interactions. When you were at the show, 
with Ellen. Did you get to work with her a lot or you kind of just went on the set, did your bit and go, or did you guys talk backstage? Yeah, we talked backstage sometimes. It was really great. I loved I loved all the I loved all the stage hands and all the people in the back. They were all awesome. And what was it, what was it like? I mean, working with Ellen then, if she came backstage and talked to you, tell me about those conversations. Oh, she was great. She was amazing. She was absolutely. She was the nicest woman on earth. What would you guys talk about when before you, when you were backstage? Just the sort of what you were gonna do, or what would what would she catch up on with just, you? Just, I mean, you're five or six, so like she probably had to say like, "Hey, what are you up to?" It just whatever was going on in my life, whatever I just thought of off the top of my head, we talk about. And I thought what was so cool, Grandpa Jack, who we're going to chat with soon, was always with you on those shows. And what's your plans after high school or you think in college or what do you want to do after you graduate? You know, when all is said and done after you're a, a senior in high school, what are you thinking about long term? I think I might become a YouTuber. A YouTuber. And like, we should tell everybody, too, by the way, you have your own YouTube channel. Mm, at, at the Apparently Kid at YouTube.com. At the Apparently Kid. And what do you do on your YouTube channel if people haven't seen it? I just do whatever I just I I do whatever I wanted to post that day. Whenever me and Grandpa we go see a movie, I'll make a like a two or three minute you, you movie review about it. Me and Grandpa both give our ratings. We'll talk about it. We'll say what we enjoyed. It was great. And talk to me as we move ahead, right? And you look at other maybe gigs down the road in entertainment you want to do. I also know, didn't you do like a a pet commercial? It was like Fresh Pet. What did mm -hmm. you do for Fresh Pet? That was back in the day. Oh man. I got to I got to play with dogs and talk about like the pet food and stuff like that, and I just got to like sit there and just play with the dogs while they ate the pet food, and it was awesome. So I have to ask as well, and you can disclose as much as you want. So you obviously made money out of these gigs. Did you save it? Did you blow it? What'd you do with it? I I saved it all, but I wasn't really my choice. That's good though, right? Who's the one that told you to save all the dough? Your mom or Grandpa Jack? Mom. Mom. She, she said she save made the money. Sure. Which is really great that you did that. Tell me, I guess, you know, is there anything that stuck out for you during your visits to Ellen or some of these other shows like the Toy Box or shooting for a fresh pet that was such a great memory that we didn't see ever on camera? What's something that's very memorable to you in the entertainment business that you experienced? Just all the people backstage, uh, everyone, they'd always come up and talk to me, see how I was doing, give me a high five, and I'd talk to them until we'd start shooting and then I'd go back. If they had to do a reshoot, I was perfectly fine. Go back to talking to them. It was it was great. Everyone behind the scenes was awesome. All the camera guys, all the like the mic people, that was great. And I think obviously back to some of those shoots you did with with some pretty big production crews, right? When you went to do something with dinosaurs on the Ellen Show and the behind the scenes and all of that. How long would some of those shoots take when you did the Ellen Show? And they would send you on little adventures and film you because I know Grandpa Jack was sometimes a part of those as well. Yeah, it, it would mostly take it would take up like half the day. And then we'd have to, like, uh, and then me and Grandpa Jack, we would just go back to our hotel and wait for the next day and see if we had anything to do that day. You were always close to your Grandpa Jack, and he was always in the audience at the Ellen Show, and he's the one that took you around everywhere. I remember back in the day when I first met you guys, and co correct me if I'm wrong, I remember when this started to blow up and you're getting all this attention, and Grandpa Jack was, like, in your corner with this. I think your mom said, if this goes somewhere and he has to go to Hollywood and every, everywhere else, your mom was like, I still have to work, so Grandpa Jack, you got to handle this, right? Mm -hmm. And he did. How did that improve the relationship you have with your grandfather? All of this travel, all the entertainment gigs you did, what did that mean to you? Well, we don't, we've, always, we've always been buddy-buddy. We've always been super close. I'd spend almost every weekend up at his house because my mom couldn't watch me because she had to work on weekends. 
So I was there every weekend. I was here for like the entire summer, just hanging out with him, doing whatever. Hanging out Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania with mm-hmm. Grandpa Jack, right? Yep, going and to the movies. Yeah, you guys are big movie fans, and I know sometimes you do that on your YouTube channel. But I guess how important and how memorable are those moments with Grandpa Jack over the years? Oh, they're great. I'm going to cherish them for the rest of my life. Really special. And I think without further ado, we got to talk to Grandpa Jack, right? Mm-hmm. So we've been buzzing a lot about Grandpa Jack. He's on the couch with us now. How's it mm-hmm. going? Good, good. It's so funny because I met you probably, gosh, eight, ten years ago. Right. And I think not only myself, but I think everybody in America got to know you as Grandpa Jack. Right. (laughs) Describe, yeah, what was that like for you? So we got to back up a little bit, right? Because we talked to Noah about how sort of the interview with the Wayne County Fair goes on the news. It goes on YouTube, goes viral. Let's, Let's go back a little bit. When this first all happened and he got interviewed by the news, and then it was on YouTube and went viral, take me through... What was going through your head, the discussions you had with your family? I mean, were you blown away at how fast this all happened? Uh, yeah, I was, uh, because uh, it happened over the weekend. It blew up over the weekend, and I was on my way to work uh, Monday morning, and my phone started ringing. You know? And by the time I got to work, I had about 10 phone calls. Everybody trying to get a hold of me, and I want to know where Noah is and how we could get in touch with him. You know? And I think it was, well, Channel 16... They uh, called, and then uh, next thing you know, Good Morning America was calling, and uh, da- Diane Sawyer was with uh, ABC News. Then she called, and she would, you know, everybody's looking for Noah. <laughs> so yeah, I just but- we have to take a beat. So your phone rings, and it's Diane Sawyer on the other line, yeah, right? Right. Tell me, what did Diane Sawyer say to you when she called you? Tell me about that conversation. Uh, it's been a while now, but I, she just wanted to know, you know, about Noah. And uh, if uh, they said we'd send a limo this afternoon down, pick you up, and he could bring you to New York, and you'd be on the ABC show tonight. I said, I can't do that, not tonight, you know. I, and I was at work, so I had, to, I had to tell my boss, I said, I got to go home for today, you know. So uh, I had to go home because uh, I Did you say to your boss, I have to go home because Diane Sawyer's calling me? Yeah. I, yeah, I told him, everybody's calling. I said, I mean, it was unbelievable. Uh, Steve Harvey, uh, Ellen, you know, they, they all started, you know. And uh, so I went home and told my wife about it. And uh, Noah, and I said, you know, I says, uh, you know, they want to come. And uh, so I says. Uh, You're basically I, trying to tell the family this is blowing up. The right. interview that Noah did at five or six years old, Noah Ritter, all of a sudden, he's he's becoming the apparently kid without you guys even knowing it. Right, right. Because it happened over the weekend. I really didn't even know it was blowing up that until Monday morning. In fact, I think it was someone called my sister. Or no, they, I think it was on the air. She was watching the news, ch- uh, Channel 16 uh, News in the morning. And uh, they wanted to know uh, my phone number and if anybody knew us. So my sister called, my sister Natalie, she called the station and gave her my phone number. I remember that. Yeah. And then I think, actually, it was shortly after that, because, you know, our when I worked at WNP at the time, they wanted to get the interview because, as you pointed out, this sort of went viral over the weekend, right? You did the interview, goes on YouTube over the weekend, right? And then it starts gaining so much momentum. Um, and then I remember coming down to do an interview. Yeah, you, in a, came, you came down Monday afternoon, yeah. And if I remember correctly, we were in your kitchen having a conversation, and the phones kept ringing. And then I think we talked, and you asked me, like, there's all these shows to do. If there's one show we should do, what is it? And do you remember what we talked about? And I said, it's 
It's Ellen. That's Ellen, yeah. Because at the time, I mean, the ratings were insane for the Ellen right. show, and that mm-hmm. was the show to get on. Yeah, so uh, that's, yeah, that's like really why I think we did go with Ellen, you know? But, uh, yeah, it was... Let's it was talk about then the Ellen show, Grandpa Jack. So, like, when they eventually call you to go out, are you thinking, like, we'll do one appearance and call it a day? How did this all unfold to what it was? Yeah, that's what I thought. It was, like, going to be a one appearance. And in the meantime... Uh, this uh, Nick Reed, he's a producer, and uh, well, in fact, he won a, a, a Oscar for a movie that it did. Okay, I forget, but anyway, he's a he got a hold of us and uh, me, and he wanted to do a commercial, have Noah do a commercial. So, uh, so I planned it. Well, we go out to see Ellen that one visit, and we'll do the commercial. But then, but then we got out to Ellen. It was like she had other plans. She had wanted to sign him for two years, and uh, you know, she wanted all control. But I said, I we already had this deal made with the commercial, so she's that was okay, you know. So we did make a commercial there. I were there. Right. They kind of wanted the Ellen show wanted Noah Ritter, the apparently kid, right. as the exclusive. Right. Right. How did that feel, by the way, Noah? Oh, and they're it was like, awesome. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so, Grandpa Jack, though, here's the interesting thing, right? So you're you're a guy. You're working and living in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. You don't have a showbiz background, no, right, in the right. entertainment industry. So, what goes through your head, or how do you start negotiating these deals to make sure that Noah, your grandson, is being compensated for the work? Like, how did you navigate this? Well, because you, know, you just said Ellen wanted to sign you for a two-year deal yeah, exclusive. Yeah, yeah. What's your call? Uh, well, I, I did go to college for a few years, and uh, I have a business background and stuff. I yeah. mean, I'm a, a car, I was a construction worker by trade, built bridges, but uh, I had an education. I knew a little bit about business, and uh, I figured, well, I'll do what I can, and then I'll, you know, get some help, you know. And like I said, uh, this Nick Reed, uh, he helped me a lot once I got to know him, you know. So this is somebody who helped you because, I mean, look, you're you're a very bright guy. I've even worked in the entertainment biz for a bit. I still, if the Ellen show was like, yo, we want to sign you yeah. for a two-year yeah. gig, I wouldn't even know how to price that out, yeah. right? So did you have, like, you never got, like, an attorney, an agent? No, like, no, we never did, which might have been a mistake. I don't know, but we, I, she treated them fairly, and uh, so, you know. But uh, there was a few things we sh- we he could have done a lot more, uh, but he had to be ex- get her okay with right. everything, you know, which uh, hampered him a little bit. He had a lot more deals coming through, but you know, you sign a contract, you you know. So describe your interactions when you were at a big show like the Ellen Show. Like, what was your role there as Grandpa Jack? Because when Noah went, obviously he had these side gigs. He's interviewing President Clinton, all these other people. What did you do when you went to the show? Were you kind of like not only his handler, but you're kind of looking out for him to make sure, right. like, yo, my grandkids okay? Oh yeah, that's what I did. I was, you know, I was always, I was always with him. I was always backstage or in the audience, or even when he interviewed uh, 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 President Clinton and uh, Sophie Vergara and stuff. Uh, I was right there with him, you know, and uh, right on the sidelines. So. You got to meet a, cool, a lot of these cool oh, people, right? Uh, yeah, and we'd be in our our own dressing room, and uh, a lot of the guests would come in and. Say, oh, can we get a picture of uh, you and Noah and stuff, you know? And a lot of them I didn't. I mean, uh, uh, Jennifer Garner, she come in, and she was uh, 
Pitbull, too. Oh, Pitbull? Yeah, and his dancers, dad, they all come in. Well, I be mean, honest. Did you know all these people? Or are you like, who's no, this? No, so like I said, Jennifer Aniston. I didn't even know who she was. She was saying. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on, Grandpa Jack. You said Jennifer Aniston walks into the dressing room. <laughs> or right? Jennifer Garner, right? Jennifer Garner walks right. into the dressing room. Noah's in there. You're in there. And you're like, who's this lady? Yeah. She says, can I, I, I get Noah's picture? She says, my husband just left him. He was with uh, Ben Affleck then. Mm -hmm. And uh, she says, he thinks he's, he's funny, you know, and stuff. So. I said, yeah, go ahead. And after she leaves, I'm trying to figure out who she was. And I asked, finally, I asked him, and he said, oh, that's Jennifer Garner, you know. <laughs> when you look back at this amazing journey that you two have had together, how has this strengthened the relationship you have with your grandson? Oh, uh, he's my best buddy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, not my grandson. He's my best buddy. <laughs> yeah, and you've said that, I think, since day one since I met you. Uh -uh. Gosh, eight-plus years ago, it hasn't changed. And tell me about these memories and these moments. Was there anything that happened behind the scenes, obviously besides the Jennifer Garner moment, with you and Noah where you're like, man, this is incredible Oh, yeah, that there, people didn't see? There was a lot, a lot of times, you know. Even when uh, he did um, the toy, toy box, box. We, got, we went out to uh, uh, Mattel, their factory, and uh, what a what a place that was, you know. And they had they have like all the toys since when I was a kid, like you know yeah. that they made. They still have them there and stuff. It was pretty neat. There was a lot of stuff that we get to see, you know. I guess where you are now and stuff, and you have some goals to get back in there. Is there anything you ever see going on? I guess on social media or television, you're like, man, no one would be good for this. And you're like, man, maybe he should try this. Once in a while, yeah, I mention it to him when I see it, and you know. But because uh, he likes he likes being on YouTube and uh, he, stuff like that, so he always enjoyed himself. I because I always told him I said, hey, if you don't uh, don't want to do this anymore, we'll stop. It was you know, I said you know whenever you want to quit, we'll, we'll call it quits. You know. What happened, Jack? When he's five or six, and all of a sudden this goes viral, right? And you're as your your daughter said, look. She told you, Dad, I got to work and stuff. You can handle this. You got to handle it. Yeah, she told me, yeah. But and I was, I was right on the verge of retiring. And that, so I retired a little early just for this, you know. And that was the best thing I ever did. <laughs> I bet you would agree with that too, right? Mm -hmm. So he was always in your corner. Yeah. I guess describe, though, when this did go viral and everything, what was it like with your friends, your neighbors? Were people calling you nonstop, especially after you were on The Ellen Show? Because when Noah was on The Ellen Show, they'd always say, hey, Grandpa Jack's right. here, because mm -hmm. Noah was always so good. Even I think you were five or six, I remember seeing the clips on The Ellen Show, and you would almost cut Ellen off and be like, hold on, Grandpa Jack's over there. Say hi to him. Yeah, she. well, that's how I got the name Grandpa Jack. She started, they were the ones that started, at least started calling me. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, what happened for, for your personal life when all this started blowing up? Because it seems like you said you couldn't go anywhere without people like, there's oh, yeah. Noah. Yeah, I know. Every, everywhere you go, they, they notice you, you know. And even if they didn't see you, they, could, they knew his voice. We could be in a store and somebody in the next aisle, they hear his voice and they'd come check it out, you know. Because he had a, a voice you couldn't forget. <laughs> yeah, I think we have another clip of that if you missed it earlier. <laughs> I feel like do you ever do you want to make that your ringtone or not on your cell phone when it, that that Why? yeah yeah <laughs> just let it loop <laughs> yeah, yeah, let it loop yeah, yeah so I guess moving on by the way so you we talked about um you know the Ellen show was a really big gig were were you I guess when things kind of slowed down with her show and she was going to retire off the Ellen show and everything for you guys was that tough because then you're like man this was a really good gig for Noah or did you feel like you did as much as you could I think we he 
Yeah, I think he did his money, you know, with her. And, and like I said, we, in fact, our, his contract was over after the second year, and we started doing the toy box. Mm-hmm. He started doing the toy box. How did you get that gig, by the way? Either one of you can answer it, the toy box gig. Uh, I, I think Grandpa, someone told you about it, and then we went to the audition yeah, in California. Someone mentioned it to me, and uh, they said they'd like to give Noah a tryout. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, we were, in, uh, we, we were with Ellen, we were shooting a commercial for uh, Liberty Mutual with uh, Ellen. That was on the Ellen show, and so we we're so we we're in the lot back, and we it, so we had an appointment for him to uh, be interviewed for the yeah. toy box, and uh, which was right below our hotel where we we're staying at Universal Park, and uh, but. The shoot ran way late, and I, I called these people, and they said, oh, no, anytime you can make it, just come. We want to meet Noah, you know? So I said, okay. This is the Toy Box crew? Yeah. Okay. So we we uh, finally, uh, the shoot, we got the shoot done and stuff. And uh, it was like about 7, 8 o'clock at night, I think, we got to this mm-hmm. place. And what did you have to do for that audition for the Toy Box? Because you mentioned you had to do an audition. What did you do? I just played with some toys and talked about them afterwards. And Yeah. Were you always amazed, though, as Grandpa Jack, right? Here's a five and six year old who was so just on on the ball. Like, where well, does that come from? Well, you know, uh, when he's small, uh, I always used to read to him. He, I mean, he was a baby. I used to have him in my lap. I'd, I'd read books to him. And uh, his mother was a big reader, and she read books to him. And, uh, you know, and he was never with really any kids. He was always around either me and my wife. His grandmother and uh, me, or his mom, you know, and uh, maybe his aunts and uncles, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he was never around really kids. So he was like a five-year-old in a forty-five-year-old's body, right? <laughs> that a lot of people said he had a, a old soul. Yeah, and I think the other interesting thing you talk about all the reading. You read a lot of dinosaur books, didn't you? You were well, a huge dinosaur fan. Do you still have a lot of them memorized? Like, what was your favorite dinosaur? I remember as a kid. Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay. I remember because you did a clip on the Ellen show and you went to like one of those sort of, it looked like Jurassic Park kind of a thing. And you knew every dinosaur by name, their parts, everything. It was crazy. And a lot of that, do you think it stems from your relationship with your grandfather and the constant reading that you did as a kid? Mm-hmm. And we went to, we used to go to the, we used to go to the Philadelphia Zoo and the uh, uh, History Museum down there all the time. We went, right? Um, we had a year pass to the museum and a zoo down in Philly, and we used to go because he lived in Philly when he was smaller, and uh, so we used to go to the museum a lot down there, the history museum. Wow! And that remember that reptile park we always go to? Oh yeah, that's out by Williamsport there, out there. Uh, okay. Reptile Land. There we Reptile. go. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody we... in the audience said it. <laughs> no, that's super cool. I guess for for you guys, like if they, I mean, you guys best buddies, right? Noah, talk to me now, though, as a 14-year-old. What fills up a lot of your time? Is it football camp? Walk me through it. For somebody now who maybe doesn't have to zip off to L.A., you know, every so many months, talk to me about life. Do you like this sense of normalcy where you're not maybe traveling as much? Walk me through that. I, I usually, during the school week, I usually just, like, go to school, go to practice, take care of my dogs when I get home. During the summer, I spend more time. Either I walk around my neighborhood, I go play basketball, I, well, I'm mostly taking care of my dogs. And you have two dogs? Three dogs. Three we, dogs. We got a brand new puppy like two months ago. And what are your dogs' names? Finnegan is the oldest one. Ginger is the second youngest. And Stout is the new one. And they're all Bernice Mountain dogs. My mom's obsessed with them. That's pretty cool. Now, are you an only child? 
I, I was, I, I thought so. I just wanted to make sure except we had the, the three dogs. except for the three dogs. So before we wrap this up, is there any final things you want to add? Just interesting things about the update. Like where is the apparently kid now? I mean, you're 14, you're playing football, you're getting ready for another year at school. You're going to be what this year? 15, 15. But I mean, what grade? Uh, ninth, ninth grade freshman. Mm -hmm. that's huge and do people still in school call you the apparently kid or do things still like come up from your your past on the ellen show and everything else every every now and then yeah someone will someone will be or one of my friends will be like hey it's the apparently kid yeah and that's pretty funny and let me ask you this though for when with your friends i'm sure you might have had some friends who you know been your pals for a long time were they always like cool about it mm -hmm. treat you the same they would be like noah go clean that up they didn't care that you were on the ellen show <laughs> mm -hmm. yep <laughs> All right. Grandpa Jack, anything you want to add just about, I mean, this journey, what a journey, right? Something I, uh, yeah. I can't even imagine as a grandfather, right? To see your five or six year old grandson all of a sudden catapulted into stardom. One of the best retirements a guy could have. <laughs> yeah. Cause you were getting yeah. ready to retire. So you yeah. retire and then boom, this is like your other job taking Noah everywhere. Right. It was great. And we, we had a good time. It was about, he's my, he's my only grandkid. So, yeah. uh, we spent a lot of time together and it was, it was great. And what were some of the wow factors, I guess, because you learned a lot during this journey about show business in general. Yeah. Did you get good at reading contracts or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I, but uh, you got to watch out. You should have, I, you know, if anybody else is doing it, they should probably uh, hire someone and, you know. But you don't feel like the entertainment screwed you guys. No, no, the entertainment no. business. We had, a, we had a great time. We were always taken care of. Ellen, Ellen was good to us. You know, she was, you know. And all the other and all the other companies, we'd always have good hotels, especially that one in Wisconsin. That was basically an apartment. Oh, well, that was that, that that was like uh, uh, well Johnson and Johnson in uh, Racine, Wisconsin. They okay. The Glad uh, bags and uh, and you guys did something they, there. Yeah, the, the owner, uh, one of the well, he was name is Johnson. He was like the fourth generation. We went up to his and uh, they toured. Uh, uh, his uh, plants and stuff in his main office. That was great. He had a he had a a plane up in his uh, uh, in the office building. It was a, a a plane that he flew in with his great great grandfather in South wow. America. Or so, and he had it up in the ceiling, and uh, it gets lowered down by cables. But it hasn't been down lowered down. He had a. He had to call in extra staff to find out how to get it down, just so him and Noah could sit in it. And they still couldn't get it down. Yeah. Wow. It, it was. You really got the the royal treatment everywhere yeah, you every, went. Everywhere you awesome. went, we did. Did you know at the time that you were like VIP, or does it hit you now that you're like, man, people really hooked me up? Yeah, because I was going and I was going into like areas that uh, that I know most people like haven't been to. Like we got like a whole fact that whole factory tour that was awesome. We got like the backstage pass to see everything. And I mean, anyway, uh, the, the walking with the dinosaurs yeah. at um, LA Coliseum. I remember that. Anything you guys are hoping for that you both want to tackle together in like the coming year that you're like, let's take this trip, let's do this. I'm hoping I can get back out to California, do some, do some gigs, do some commercials, TV, whatever I can find. What do you think, Grandpa Jack? Anything you two, you and your best buddy want to tackle in the year to come? 
whatever comes along, we'll, we'll tackle anything. <laughs> now I know Noah mentioned, you know, when you're in show business, right? Sometimes people can make a decent amount of money pretty quick. And his mother was adamant, save your cash. Oh yeah. Everything he, everything he earned, we, we put away for him, his first college and stuff. So. And, and I was going to say, I'm sure a lot of people would wonder, you don't have to get like, do you, did you save enough out of all these gigs that you could pay for your college now? Just about, I'd, yeah. I'd hope so. <laughs> The way college goes up, you never know, you know? Yeah, but I think you did it smart, right? A lot yeah. of people might hit stardom, right, really early, really young. They go into the entertainment industry. He was five or six. He starts making bank off it, and it's probably easy to spend that, but you guys were adamant. Yeah. You, Grandpa Jack, and then your daughter, Noah's mom, said, you're going to save all this money. Right, right, yeah. You have to, uh, you know, because you never know how long it's last. We thought it was just going to be, you know, a whim, you know. Yeah. And uh, like I said, she signed him for a year contract, and... uh she had a second year option. So we didn't even know we were going to get the second year or not, you know. It was sort of if they liked his gig, yeah. they'll bring him back. Right. And so that's what they did. But then right, right coming at the end of the second year, like we were still going with Strong, but uh, Ellen, but this toy box came along. And, well, if Toys R Us didn't go out of business, that was a six-year gig. He would have had that for six years, you know. But uh, it was a six-year contract. But then uh, by after three years, the, you know, Twice R Us closed up. Right. If there's, you, you've been on obviously these different shows. Is there one show you said, man, I would love to do that? Even now as a 14-year-old, what's one thing you'd want to dive into? Or is it just building your YouTube channel? I'd, I'd probably love to do Ellen again because that was always a fun experience. I never knew how I was going to meet either walking off the stage or walking around backstage. I got to meet, I got to meet Ariana Grande when she was still on Nickelodeon. I remember watching her. I have to say, though, by the way, Grandpa Jack is still like one of the coolest guys I know because he walks into our office today. He's like, hey, I was on TikTok the other day. <laughs> TikTok. I can't even teach my mom how to get on like Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> Here's Grandpa. Do you ever like catch him like and you're like, hey, Grandpa Jack, what are you doing on TikTok? Every now and then, yeah. If we're not, if we're not working out in the yard, if we're not going to watch a movie or something like that. You catch that. him on social media? Mm -hmm. I'm amazed. Are you amazed, though, Grandpa Jack, at how things have just blown up with how people become famous now like oh, online. Yeah. because granite like i want to say back in the day this is a number of years ago right when you went viral on youtube five or six years ago as the apparently kid right i don't think we gosh i don't think tiktok was even no as, tiktok right even, yeah. i don't even think it was around that was, that was what nine years ago yeah but now are you amazed at how people are not only earning a living but becoming like uber famous just from social media right yeah what do you think about all that noah i think it's i think it's crazy i feel like if I became famous in, like, the modern era, like, if the Apparently Kid video that just coming out, like, maybe a week ago, I feel like it, it could have gone, like, higher than what it did. Do you ever listen to the remixes people make out of your voices in the Apparently Kid oh, and the hip-hop songs? I remember, and I remember the first one. It was they, they did this series. I forgot what their name was, but they just songify this, and I remember listening to it, and I thought it was great. And they they emailed me, like, a couple months ago asking if, like, if I could, like, come on the channel and like do something with them and i honestly i honestly thought that was great because looking back on it that was like the funniest thing i'd ever seen because i was in like a, a second viral youtube video getting my voice remixed into a, like an auto-tune song and have you seen some of those remixes where yeah. they and oh, what do you think about those they were they were good they you know it's funny <laughs> funny and it's, it's amazing how like i said you know you uh uh facebook and stuff was just and youtube that was just starting out yeah. when he, 
Yeah. When, and I mean, that's what made him, you know, famous. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was the, but now it's real. Everybody there, like I said, there's so many TikTok, just that. I mean, it, it's crazy. At least you call it the TikTok. I have relatives in my family. They call it the TikTac. TikTac. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess the, the other thing you mentioned about famous, right? At what point did you know, oh my gosh, my grandson, Noah Ritter, the apparently kid is now famous. Like, what was your aha moment? Was it was it the Ellen show? Was it you were in the grocery store and people recognized him? It's, yeah, it was like when you're out and everybody knows him, you know? Like, even when we were flying, we'd be flying and, like, or even uh, when we were at, like, Disneyland or Universal, there were so many people from different countries that knew him, you know? And I, I was amazed at that. I mean, there one, we were in Universal and there was these uh, kids from um, uh, Australia, they were in the United States. They just got there that day, and they go to Universal. And they, we were in line with them, and they noticed him. And they come all over to talk, and they go, oh, my God, we're in the United States one day, and we get to meet somebody famous. You know, it was like, wow. You know? Is that when it hit you? were yeah. like, holy smokes. Yeah. I mean, and, was, and Noah, what would you do when you would sign autographs? Would you write a message to people? Like, did you sign autographs when you were five or six? Did you know what that was at the time? Mm-hmm, yeah, I, I just signed my name, and... Talk to him for a little bit. I remember since since that happened, Grandma made me write, made me uh, start learning cursive immediately. <laughs> oh, so you didn't know cursive at yeah, the time? No, there no, we I, go. I There's the print, inside too. I just print he, my name and he was five years old. He could only print Noah, you know, and because uh, we were teaching him how to print and everything before school and all. And uh, but then we start we. My wife started teaching him cursive because you know, I said, you got to have a signature. Everybody wants your autograph, you know? Yeah. So that was, you know, pretty neat. I think I'll leave you with this. I think what is so impressive that you guys do from this journey that started when Noah was five or six, you know, many years ago now, you haven't forgot your roots and where all this began. Oh, the yeah. Wayne County Fair, the time you were interviewed, went on the news, then goes on YouTube, becomes this viral hit. Why is that still so important for you to go back to the Wayne County Fair, show your face, Noah, but also say hi to everybody? Because it, it it just feels right, you know, talking to everyone that was there. Because without the Wayne County Fair, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be famous. I wouldn't have gone on the Ellen Show. Yeah, but like I say, Roger uh, Darlam, he's the president of the fair association. He's been up there the president for years, and uh, he calls me every year, make sure I'm coming up, you know. So uh, we go up, and a, a lot. You wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot of people there know them still to this day when we go. Maybe even young kids who have like grown up with the apparently kid. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "There he is!" Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Anything else you guys want to add before we wrap this up? I mean, it is so cool to get your update. Fourteen yeah. going on fifteen. Noah Ritter, the apparently kid's going to be a freshman in high school do you think by the way you're going to be cool when you're 50 or 60 and people are still calling you the apparently kid i i'd honestly hope so <laughs> 50 or 60 me being 50 or 60 that's a long time coming so i'm, I'm praying to god i'm that famous when i'm 50 and 60. all right yeah he's got eighty-four thousand followers on his youtube channel hopefully he'll get a hundred thousand shortly <laughs> yeah hopefully we can contribute to that but i think the big thing is i mean noah you're a rock star but grandpa jack I mean, America got to know Grandpa Jack, too. So I'm sure he's helping with those YouTube numbers, right? I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, what, I, there's a lot of comments. Like, when we go, we do a, see a movie, mm-hmm. 
and he does a review. And somebody mentioned it not too long ago in one of the comments where it's great because you get uh, an old person's view and a younger person's view <laughs> at the movie. <laughs> so check it out. Your YouTube channel again is what, Noah? The Apparently Kid at YouTube.com. All right. And Grandpa Jack, I mean, you're still killing it on the YouTube. I have to say as well, you were all, I feel like, even though maybe you don't see it, show business is in your blood. Because I remember the <laughs> first time I ever interviewed you eight years ago, and I'm like, this guy just gets it. So maybe it like runs in the family, and that's where Noah got it. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it's been a good ride. <laughs> it's been a good ride. Yep. And Noah, your ride is still going strong, brother, yep. so it's mm -hmm. not over. Everybody, thanks so much. Grandpa Jack and the one and only Noah Ritter, the Apparently Kid. Thanks for joining us for the Life Update. Mm, thank you for having us. Appreciate thanks. it, and thank, thank you, you for being a part of the Ryan Leckie Show. I'll see you next time.